Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And now calling in, and she has a, a few other revelations, because uh, Congresswoman Nicole Magitakis have won by so many points. How are you, Nicole? Great to be with you. How are you today? Good. I saw you on Fox before. You look terrific. I said to Matt Wanning, get her on our show. Uh, Nicole (laughs) always looks terrific. Yeah. (laughs) Well, tell us, uh, you you first, I I saw you were concerned about the rail strike. Tell us what's going to happen. So, John, uh, December 9th is an important date because uh, the railroads and their unions, and there's 12 unions, they've been negotiating uh, contract terms. Uh, and as you know, they almost had a strike back in September. Uh, thankfully, uh, it was averted. There was a preliminary um, agreement that was made. However, four of those unions have uh, opposed. They voted down. They struck down, you could say, uh, the contra- the uh, um, agreement. And so uh, without the agreement of all 12 unions, uh, we could be headed for another strike come December 9th. And so I've been sounding the alarm, hoping to get the attention of uh, the White House and also my colleagues in Congress, because this is something that will be devastating to our economy, a strike of this magnitude. uh, When you think about everything that is transported by rail in this country, everything from the chemicals that treat our water systems uh, to energy supply, to food, to consumer goods, particularly during this holiday season, you're talking about maybe a $2 billion loss a day to the U.S. economy. And so we need to ensure that an agreement is made. And if agreement is not made by December 9th, Congress needs to be ready to step in um, to 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 pass legislation, uh, basically pass the terms uh, and and avert this type of uh, strike that could be devastating. Nicole, it's Ed Cox here. I I heard before the election, President Biden boasting that he had solved it, that it was didn't didn't have to worry about it, and now it's coming back as a problem that there may be a strike, and the White House seems uh, sort of inert about it. They don't want to address it. Why is that? Yeah, it's interesting that you mention uh, that because what the what the White House did, and to their credit, they did put a temporary Band-Aid on the issue, right? But unfortunately, it seems it was more a political solution. They were just trying to get past the election. It was an actual uh, permanent solution. That's why it's resurfacing now. The interesting thing is that the president's taking a different position now. It seems, depending on who you talk to in the White House, either they're 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 totally hands off and they're allowing the union and railroad to negotiate and. Or some people in the White House will say that they're actively involved. Uh, my position is that this should be on the president's radar. He should be actively involved. Absolutely. Uh, because we cannot afford to have this type of uh, stop to our economy. And also, uh, now that we're in winter in the Northeast uh, and we see a supply dwindling of diesel, the inventory right now in the Northeast is half of what it was last year in terms of heating oil. You know, one out of five homes in the Northeast are are by this by diesel. And so it is critically important that uh, we have that supply uh, coming to the Northeast. So that's the other issue. It's sort of like two issues in one because it will be magnified uh, by the rail strike, even though the, the short supply that we have right now is its own issue. Um, so, so we want the president to really work with Congress to avert these two issues. We need to make sure we have an adequate supply of, of heating oil for the winter months here in the Northeast. Um, and there are some issues, right, with the Mississippi River. Uh, there was a drought. You have other issues relating to the Jones Act, which prohibits 
uh, anything but U.S. flag ships from going from port to port within the U.S. Uh, you have also the issues with Russia in Europe. Europe's going to stop importing crude uh, starting December 5th. So they're going to be looking for supply elsewhere. So there's a lot of factors here. I don't think people recognize, you know, when they turn on the heat, they just want it to go on. Or just like when they turn on the lights, they just want the electricity to go on. But there's a lot happening in the background that could affect... You know, you're you're too young to remember. Me and Ed Cox remembers. We will remember the the gas lines where where we were conned back in the... What was it, 1980s? It was not early, 1979 and 1974. The world is running out of oil and and uh, we don't have enough oil, and, and we had gas lines. I mean, you, you weren't born yet, just about. Remember that, Ed? Well, I mean, we, we, I and, and pipelines really is what we need. We need that infrastructure to transport. But what, you know, what, what, what did, what did uh, President Biden do today? It was a surprise to everybody. They opened up uh, some, uh, uh, authorized some facility down in Texas. What was it? Do you remember? Yeah, so I think I I did read briefly about this, and uh, I'm assuming it will help somewhat. Uh, But what we really need is the president to lift a lot of those executive orders he put in in day one. Here's the headline. President Biden administration quietly green lights the plan to build a huge Gulf oil terminal. All of a sudden, and they also green lighted... The EPA also green-lighted the St. Croix refinery, which is 800,000 barrels. They also green-lighted uh, to, uh, to buy from Venezuela. I mean, why is, why is it the, the United States of America, the enemy of the, of the Washington, meanwhile, it's okay to, to, to do business in Venezuela and St. Croix or whatever? Yeah, John, you're absolutely right. Well, first of all, when you talk about that terminal of Texas, you, you got to wonder whether this is for exporting as opposed it to It is for exporting. Exactly. And number two, it, it, and these are resources, quite frankly, that we need here in the United States right now, and our priority should be building that Keystone Pipeline to get it from point A to point B. Amen. But you're absolutely right. We need they they want to make the American people poor again, where we have to wait online for, for, for fuel and gasoline and say, oh, we're going to do you a favor. We're going to make the, other, the car companies make electric cars. And electricity is powered by... Natural gas, mostly. (laughs) It's crazy. You're right. Uh, No one's better on the issues than you, Nicole. I've got to say. You always have been. What I just want to make is that it's not just the federal policy uh, that the Democrats have pushed that have been anti-American energy. It's also state policies, right? We saw uh, Governor Cuomo shut down Indian Point nuclear power plant, clean power. Uh, We're seeing, in fact, European countries backtrack on just that right now as they are becoming more and more reliant upon their adversaries, and they want to be independent again. And we also saw, um, you know, the the state stop the expansion of gas plants here in New York State. And so uh, these are concerns. We cannot start shutting They're down. trying to force the banks not to lend to, to fossil fuel companies, to oil companies. It's a problem. Yeah, and we can't shut down these plants. We'll talk uh, more. Uh, Enjoy Nicole Mayatakis, you won by a big margin. Enjoy the weekend. Did you eat dark meat or, or white meat on turkey? No, I, I'm a white meat and yams person. Um, I had a great no, Thanksgiving. Oh, I love, you know the the yams. Yams. love the yams. Love the yams with marshmallows yams, on top. Yams and yeah. sweet potatoes. 
Sweet potatoes. That's sweet it. Sweet potatoes. And wait, but before you let me go, I got to thank Ed Cox because he did an amazing thing with John Faso fighting to preserve fair maps in the state of New York. Now, we want to talk about next week. We are getting 11 people representing New York from the Republican side. Well, what we're going to talk about next week, Nicole, do your homework on it. Are they going to appoint a new judge in Albany and try to reverse that out? And have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.